Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's a very cold day in Colorado, as, it, as it's been for like the past few months. Yeah, I mean, man, when I was originally doing the podcast, it was almost summer, vaguely. Um, and it was cold, but it was also warm. It, put it this way, it was nothing like how it is right now. It was better than how it is right now. When I first started, it was March. However, exactly today marks the 10 months I have been on the air, in air quotations, because <laughs> let's be honest, this is not a live podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's been 10 months, and I've gotten 2,025 downloads. 2K! And this is still a startup, well, not a startup, but it's still growing, is what I'm trying to say. And because it's growing, and because of a recent feature... From December 24th, I think, to January 5th. It was somewhere around that period. My podcast was featured on Poppy's front page. Because of that, I got a lot of new followers. And to thank you all for following, I'm doing a viewer special. Where I'm going to call you out all by name and thank you for following. Jackie does it all. The Mandem. Podbean user. Jessica. Cats. I love the name. Semper Milanar, Fresh Mind Podcast, great name, thank you for joining the podcast, soon enough we're going to go into rapid fire mode, and this is going to be a really bad tongue twister, I'm sure. Larson Barber, SDRR, The Positive Side, Association of Fantasy Football, Boosted Regal, love the name, Cavalry CC, Cousin Adventure Hour, Sober Musings, D-List, Moving Forward Together, Paths Cross, Jessica, Lead Marketing, It Shadows 123, Angel Song Group, Venta Palooza, Major League, Fitz Comedy, Going Down on Downey, J Norris 1978, Crop Quest, A Willow, Swami 1290, Chaotically Ever After, Shar, Rowan, Tim Laws, Ultralative, Underground Streets, Dubstep Proverb 99, O'Peter, Redline 2010, Barbells and briefcases, full steam ahead, hop tub, Patrick AMC G I N T Y, Garbage Punch, Top 30 FM, Jazzy Belier, I Chowas, Rit R Views, Podbean User, The DNP, Stage Point, Tech Real Estate Trends, Podbean User, Chris Born, Great 12, Januski, Robert o- Obea, God Husband Kids Life, Terry Pace 2013, Ken Ottenba, Blitz Danny, Dr. J. Franklin Tillery, Alea 04, M. Grignon 25, MCI 68, Finger Guns, Podbean User, AMDZ 17, University Coffee Shop, Podbean User again, Toast Podcast, Dancers Rant, Hearts on Ministry, Jim Ray USA, Hinyalan, I'm sorry. I just Danny's domain four feet nothing bond cleaning Michael J 1981 Teb Baps Timothy Sinclair 2280 I think he's a time traveler Veronica Ashings M Tim one two three Mark F two Jay Steinbeck nine nine uh, sorry ninety nine B M Wilkin SBW thank you all for following the podcast eighty seven followers. The podcast continues to grow, and we will take the podcasting world by storm with informative and entertaining podcasts. Some of, some of them at my expense. Yeah, completely. That, that, that's how dedicated I am to bring you the, the, the funniest and most entertaining podcast that I can. Because why not? <laughs> thank you all for making this a fun journey. Thank you all for following and getting me over 2,000 downloads. We will continue this journey of podcasting. And news and informativeness. Information? I don't know. But anyway, we're going to continue. Thank you all for making, for getting the podcast where it is. But as always, we have to get onto the news. Skoda Rapid, it's, it's kind of like a Volkswagen Passat. In fact, it's a lot like a Volkswagen Passat. More like a Jetta. Impaled by bamboo poles. Somehow occupants survive. And I'm seeing the little image here. I don't think even an armored car could have stopped that from getting quite quite genuinely, utterly impaled. Peugeot positively dominated the 2017 Dakar Rally with 1-2-3 win, walking out the podium entirely. McLaren P1 GTR listed for sale in Southern California. 
Maserati is recalling every Levante S it has sold in America so far. Life-size Lego Batmobile is bigger than a Chevy Tahoe. Doesn't really look that big from this image. Chrysler Portal could reach production after 2018. Jaguar E-Pace sharpens its claws to pounce on compact luxury SUVs. And no, it's not for sale yet, this is just a spy shot. Chief Engineer's departure could spell the end of Mercedes F1 dominance. Berlingo Mule is a front for next-gen personal Citroen and GM vans. However, sadly, uh, it hasn't really come out yet. It will, however long it takes. Hopefully it comes out at all, because there was supposed to be... Let's see, Skoda, 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 what was that one Skoda called? I know it's very vague, but there's a specific one. Oh, man, it's sort of like a van and a... Like, it's sort of like a Fiat Panda, but from Skoda, and it's a bit bigger. Oh, man, what was it? The... Hmm, I'll have to go look that, look it up again. But basically, it was there was supposed to be a next-generation version, and right before on field... Skoda decided to just cancel it all together, so we never got that new version of it, which is very, very sad. So I, I kind of liked it, whatever the name of it was. Jaguar Persona is an electric racing study for 2030. Honda brings regular and Type R Civic prototypes to Tokyo Auto Salon. Mercedes AMG opens its first ever standalone showroom in Tokyo, and eventually Sydney will follow. A Mustang almost caused a train crash. However, it was pushed away seconds before the, the locomotive rolled through. This is why you don't jump the little light things that they have. Not the light things, the guards, the rails, whatever you want to call them. This is why you don't jump them. Oh, the Roomster! Is that, that's what it was, right? The Roomster. Hold on. Pretty sure that's what it was called. Pretty sure that's what it was called. Let's go to Roomster. Weird name, I know, but... Yeah, what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah? It was either the Roomster or the Yeti. But either one of those was supposed to get a new version, but sadly, it, it never did. As far as I know, they just basically just abandoned it, which is quite a shame, because I like the Roomster and slash Yeti. Swedish family to pilot fully autonomous Volvo XC90. Imagine seeing Deputy Shaquille O'Neal following you in a Charger with 707 horsepower, and yet it's a police car. Imagine that. That'd be, that'd be awesome. And kind of scary. Samsung announces battery with 373 mile range and 20 minute fast charge. Every time I see fast charge, I have to wonder, have they fixed the problem of, oh, you fast charge a car, you're going to damage the battery. Because as far as I know, that that still happens with cars if you try and fast charge them. It, it damages the battery, thus shorting the lifespan of the battery. Ford Cougars, slash Ford, yeah, Ford Cougars are also known as Ford Escapes here in America are catching on fire in South Africa, because apparently of its 1-liter turbocharged engine, supposedly. Bentley plugs in for the future, plans electrification for the entire model range. Great, now Bentleys will be even heavier. Honda's Tokyo Auto Salon concepts include adorable mini roadster and truck, and as far as I can tell, this roadster I'm looking at looks really rather good. Kia trademark Stonic name. I didn't say Sonic like the little blue hedgehog that runs has to go faster, 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 faster. No. Stonic. What now? It, one, is that a word? Two, what does it mean? I'm more fearful of what it means. And three, why would Kia put whatever it means and whatever it is on a car? Because I'm going to be brutally honest here. Stonic sounds like a really expensive kind of liquor to me. And so what? And, and in my mind... Kia has trademarked the name that they're going to put on the car that basically says it's a party all the time because liquor name and, you know, boot. that's not a very good name. But anyway, apparently it might be used, used sorry, on their new Juke rival. Okay, Juke is already a terrible name. Rhymes with puke and a few other, we'll say, concerning names or words. Stonic is concerning all on its own because it sounds like a tall glass of liquor. That's about, I don't know, let's say five grand. Basically, only the rich can afford it. Except it's on a Kia. And there's nothing wrong with that being on a Kia. But yeah, that's not a very good name. That you know you know when they say gin and tonic, well that well, there you go, gin and stonic. <laughs> that that's exactly what that sounds like. That's ooh man, they need to get a better name than that. That if people are gonna make those jokes, I wonder what the what the what the marketing is gonna be like. This Kia has the name Stonic, so basically, it's a party on wheels. I'm pretty sure there's been a lot of car manufacturers who have done that before, and it's not been, I mean, yeah, Ford uh, Fiesta, that's been done before, not the Festiva, 
That would have been weird if they had to try and do it with that one, because that's a, that's a bit of a stretch. But, yeah. Um, like I said, they need to fix that. Or at the very least, get it replaced. Because a lot, a lot of liquor jokes, I think, will be had with that name. Facelift the Mercedes S-Class to offer most advanced autonomous tech in the market. Maybe, if, they, if Tesla hasn't beat them to it already. New Mug and Honda S660 Garu, your name, concept has a very Charmone-like face. Frankly, if you ask me, it looks more like an Audi. No, it looks like a, it looks like Honda's version of an Edsel. The headlights don't, but the grill does. It sort of makes between, look, it, in terms of pure looks, it looks like an Edsel version, just wider. But because of proportions, it looks also a lot like that Audi R8 concept from the early 2000s. Or the early Audi R8, even. That's... Ooh, man, I don't like that front end. Lexus RCF GT3 reporting for racing duty in Japan and in the USA. Or, sorry, in the US of A. <laughs> oh, dear, dearie me. Next-gen Ford Focus on track for 2018. Supposedly will debut with electrification and active soft rotor edition version. And if you don't know what soft rotor means... Imagine going on a dirt road where there's tons, of, where there's just tons of corn on the side, and the road's a little bit bumpy. That's basically what a soft rotor is. It's basically any car, any car that's not a sports car, of course, is a soft rotor. So I don't really get why they're doing that, but the one thing I can see is that that might make some Ford Focus owners mad, specifically the RS owners. And the reason I say this is. I'm not saying the ST will be faster than the RS, not at all. But if they're going to do an RS version of the updated Focus, then that will be faster than, well, on paper at least, it should, it probably will be faster. And, that, I mean, to be fair, it's a problem with every car, but yeah. And the Focus RS has only come out within like the last year. And I mean, from 2015, not 2016. But yeah, it's only come out since about then. You know, if not later than that, so... Nissan demonstrating autonomous driving tech on British roads. Mercedes reveals UK pricing and specs for updated GLA. Nissan unveils limited production Nevera Trek 1 in Brussels. Subaru's customized cars at the 2017 Tokyo Auto Salon. And believe me, it's not saloon because it doesn't have another row. All electric BMW M cars are unavoidable, exec says. I'm not a big fan of that, but as long as they can keep that sort of M magic that a lot of people say M cars have, I really don't care. Volkswagen electric SUV concept coming to Shanghai show to preview production model. I just want that new Volkswagen sedan to come along. That's what I'm looking for. These are the best one-off Rolls Royces of 2016. And it's all pictures, so I'm really not going to bother. Owner of crashed Aston Martin DB9 refuses to pay $100,000 repair bill, even though it's likely that he's the one who crashed it. I'm not saying he is the one who crashed it, but it's, it's likely that he was. And if he was the one who crashed it, well, then he probably should have thought of either less options or just get a cheaper sports car in the first place. And I'm not trying to stereotype all expensive sport car owners, but also it's kind of a known fact that a lot of people who get, or a lot of the people who can afford you know, the you know, very fast Aston Martin DB9s or whatever. Those high-end sports cars, high-end, fast sports cars, supercars, whatever, really can't handle them. And I mean, just genuinely, I mean, there have been, you know, rich people, and I'm saying that in air quotations, who've gotten 458s, and they crash them all the time. Lamborghinis, Pagani, Pagani's not so much because those are even more expensive, but, you know, Aston Martin, you know, that sort of thing. They just can't handle that sort of power. And that's what I, sometimes that's what I don't get about these cars is, these automakers keep adding more power and, you know, stuff like that, only for them to get crashed minutes later by people who can't handle, who can't handle these cars. They're not good enough as a driver to handle, you know, 500 horsepower. And personally, I would say this. The maximum amount of horsepower an average person in a, in a regular car, not a truck or anything, an average person can handle is maybe about 310. 310 horsepower is probably about the maximum limit. And even then... Accidents still happen, but yeah, I think that's about the maximum. And you know, you're, you're probably saying, "Oh, well, you know, what about SUVs and stuff?" You know, the Ford Explorer Sport has 465 horsepower and stuff like that, or no, 435, I think. So, and you know, yeah, that's true, but it's also a lot heavier, and so the equivalent of its 435 horsepower is roughly, you know, 290 in a car. 
and what I'm trying to say is the power to weight ratio. Okay, and power to weight ratio basically says for every horsepower car has it has to lug around you know X amount of weight, and and so what I'm saying is the Ford Explorer yes has 435 horsepower, but because the Ford Explorer weighs about 40 hold on, hold on 5400 pounds, well then the 435 horsepower has to lug around about you know X amount of weight per horsepower means that its equivalent is about that. Not to mention you know horsepower to crank is different from horsepower to wheels, but that's a I could go on, I could go on that on a totally different podcast for later, but yeah, honestly, if he's the one who caused it, him refusing is ridiculous. Bentayga lifts Bentley sales to new heights in 2016, not like they were really in trouble in the first place. New Nissan Rogue Sport lands in Canada with, with the Sushi nameplate, and no, it's not actually called the Sushi, but because I can't pronounce its actual name, I substituted it for Sushi because I can pronounce that. And to be fair, that's a lot closer to me calling it the shrimp. And it's not that small either. I mean, it's small, but it's not shrimp small. A Fiat 500 is shrimp small. Even then, that'd be more of a... What's the most small Italian food? Uh, I, as you can tell, I'm not, I'm not the greatest cook, so I don't really know... Hmm. Small Italian food? Maybe a, a tiny bowl of spaghetti bolognese? Maybe? Sure. World's most expensive McLaren 675LT has wheel weights... Made of gold. Because why go? Why be cheap on absolutely everything? What's the point? For something you're never going to see anyway. What a waste. Contract worker injured in Ford's Dearborn plant. EPA accuses SCA of emissions cheating on Jeep and Ram models. Yeah, they're just accusing everyone. Because, oh, we have to make sure everyone's compliant. You know, that's not a bad thing. But they're going so overboard with it. It's like, calm down. 2017 Audi Q5 has a 37,150 pounds starting price in the UK. If you want to know what that's like in American dollars, or why did I say American dollars? If you want to know what that's like in dollars, okay, to put that into context, you could probably get, let's say if this was 2013, you could get a Dodge Charger SRT8 for that for that money in American dollars. Yeah, that's right. That's about 44,000 in dollars. And that's the starting price. That's not an optioned up. That's the starting price. I mean, cow, a Chrysler Pacifica top of the range model, fully optioned up, is is barely any more than that. And you're getting a lot more car with that. More than and I'm saying more than in just size. That's ridiculous though. I mean really? Again, you could probably get a a current Dodge Charger SRT eight, a fully optioned up scat pack, you know. 392, yeah, 392, you could probably get a, you could probably get the new Daytona as well, fully optioned up, and it would still be less, so that's really not very good value for money, and I have gone way over my recommended time limit, anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the first bit of this podcast, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303 576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're going to get right into it again. Honda unveils 2017 Mobilio MPV, packing a few styling tweaks, probably only for Japan. Or possibly India. I don't really know. Ford boss Raj Nair, I think, says new Bronco will be completely unique from the Everest. However, it will share the same chassis. The Everest is sort of like a, I want to say like a grand wagon, or like a wagoneer from Ford, but it's not sold here. Kind of a little bit closer to a Durango, whereas the Explorer is more like a Grand Cherokee. BW to admit guilt to settle civil and criminal dieselgate charges. Lexus dips into marine industry with twin turbo V8 sport yacht, yacht, sorry, concept. Concept, which means you probably can't buy it right now. TRD, or Toyota Racing Department puts its spin on Toyota's CHR, 
and apparently the 86 Coupe and others for 2017 Tokyo Auto Salon. New track only, Lotus Exige Race 380 looked built to win. Skoda Kodiak, yeah, Code Kodiak, sorry. RS reportedly confirmed will come with bi-turbo diesel engine. Production ready, Avatar Roadster unveiled at Performance Show. Because that's an official name for anything ever. New Nissan Micra enters production in Reynolds Flynn's plant. Hybrid 2017 Toyota Prius C hatchback gets fresh styling and standard safety tech. Because efficiency takes a higher place than standard safety tech. Because we figure it would help with efficiency. 1.3 million Hondas recalled over Takata passenger airbag. Airbag, sorry. And when you thought this complete Star Wars-like saga slash trilogy was over, it's not. They had to bring this in for the new year, didn't they? Toyota previews 2,210 horsepower Yaris hot hatch bound for Geneva. That'd be pretty cool if we got it here in the States. Probably won't, though. It'd still be a good Ford Fiesta ST rival, though. Renault Clio gains new range-topping signature nav version in UK. Starts from 17,715 pounds, or basically like 21,000? It's not very bad. It's not too bad. Dodge has an even more hardcore 2018 Challenger SRT Demon in store, and if you think that I'm exaggerating by saying SRT Demon, no, I'm not. That's what they're actually calling it. Apparently, it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go above the 707 horsepower Challenger they already have. What? And I think we've already seen a glimpse of it. If anyone's seen that, has anyone seen that? Uh, Fate of the Furious trailer, okay? The very beginning when all those Challengers burst through. Now, has anyone seen the? You know the. SRT Challenger Demon Thing commercial, okay? Well, in that course, you can see a shot of the headlights. The hood is black, much like the Fate of the Furious Challengers. The car is gray, the same gray in the Fate of the Furious. The wheels are five-spoke. Hard to tell, but they look very similar to the ones used in Fate of the Furious. The wide-body kit. What I'm trying to say is, we've already seen this Challenger, not very up close or in detail, but we have already seen it. And that was from the Fate of the Furious trailer. And to be fair, you're probably you're probably wondering, oh wow, this is probably the first time that's been done. Well, no, actually. Well, at least not for Dodge. Remember back in 2011-2010, when, what was it, Fast and Furious 5, I believe, was being done? And then you remember that drag racing team where they got the Dodge Charger police cars? Well, that was actually the first time that, that, that the refreshed Charger had been seen, ever. That was where it was unveiled, was that movie with the racetrack taillights and everything. So, this would be, I believe, only the second time Dodge has done that. But yeah, so we've already seen a glimpse of it. But what this, what it would entail, I don't really know. Chevy remaining coy on when new Corvette Zero One will debut. Also, forgot to mention, yes, Dodge has brought back the Demon name. No, it's not going to go on a Dart or even a Dart-like success, successor. It's going on the Challenger, if you didn't already guess from me saying it. So yeah, we're we're not gonna get a new 340 340 engine dart or whatever. Kind of a shame, really. All right, so I know it's all on your minds. Can we get to the Takata airbag recall, Cody? I mean, come on! That's the most important thing here right now, outside of getting 87 followers and 2,000 downloads. Yeah, I know. So let's get into the first of uh, three more. So I got a total of four here. We'll start with Honda. Honda has issued another recall to replace problematic Takata airbags. More of the same, you say? Maybe. But this time, it's not the airbag in the steering wheel. It's the passenger airbag. Based on information from airbag supplier Takata, Honda has issued a new recall for a wide range of Honda Inacura vehicles. Including in the second stage recall are certain examples of the 2008-2012 Accord, 2010-2012 Cross Tour, which died, like, what was it, in 2012? No. Might have done. I'm pretty sure it died in 2013. Though. Anyway, 2010 to 2012 Cross Tour and Insight, 2006 to 2011 Civic, 2005 to 2011 CRV and Element, 2012 FCX Clarity, 2007 to 2012 Fit, 2005 to 2012 Pilot, and 2006 to 2012 Ridgeline, and also included are certain 2005 to 2006 Acura MDX, 2005 to 2012 RLs, 2009-2012 TSX, 2011-2012 TSX wagons, apparently, and 2010-2012 ZDX models. All told, there are about 1.29 million vehicles, but with, but with many already recalled for the driver's airbag, only, in air quotations, 772,000 automobiles additional vehicles will need to be brought in for this latest issue. 
along with them, Honda is recalling another 3,580 examples of the 2006 to 2009 Goldwing motorcycles fitted with airbags as well. This latest re recall brings the total number of Honda and Acura vehicles that will need their airbags replaced to a massive 11.4 million. And what was the grand total before all this mess came about? What was it, like a billion? Wasn't it a billion vehicles already? Oh my gosh. Alrighty, let's see what Toyota has for us. The Toyota Group has become the third automaker to expand the recall cars fitted with a defective Takata front passenger airbag inflators this week, after Honda and Ford, which we'll get to. Known to explode with excessive force in the event of an impact, after prolonged exposure to high temperatures and humidity, spreading shrapnel towards the occupants, the dangerous parts are found in another 543,000 vehicles in the United States alone. The list is long and includes the following models from Toyota, Scion, and Lexus brands. 2008 to 2009 and 2012 model year Scion XB, 2009 and 2012 model year Toyota Corolla, 2009 and 2012 model year Toyota Corolla Matrix, 2007-2009 and 2012 model year Toyota Yaris, 2012 model year Toyota 4Runner, 2012 model year Toyota Sienna, 2006-2009 and 2012 model year Lexus IS250-350, 2012 model year Lexus IS250C and 350C, 2008, 2009, and 2012 model year Lexus ISF, 2007 to 2009, and 2012 model year Lexus ES350, 2012 model year Lexus GX460, 2012 model year Lexus LFA. That's right, the LFA is even on this list. Owners of the aforementioned models will be notified of the safety campaign by the, automa by the automotive giant by first class mail. Starting next month, and depending on the car, fields will replace either front passenger airbag inflator or the entire airbag assembly free of charge. Toyota's latest announcement comes just three months after another 5.8 million vehicles fitted with the same defective Takata made parts were added to the safety campaign globally. Wow, man. So, okay, stop. So this news thing was two days ago, so it'll still get it in first class mail next month, February. Man, I'll tell you, if you have friends with any of the aforementioned vehicles, I'm telling you, tell them to be on the watch. I mean, just be careful when they're when they're driving around. Even if you know someone who has an LFA, I'm telling you, tell them to be careful. But I will say this: maximum model year that's on here is 2012. No 2013 model years. So make sure your friend, anyone you know, if it's 2012 and before, well then there you go. And it seems that the minimum here is 2006. Check with the people you know. You know, make sure that they're aware. Because that, man, this is really dangerous with all those cars there. However, Ford has an even bigger recall. Following a previous announcement made by Honda earlier this week, Ford has gone down the same road and is now recalling more vehicles fitted with the defective Takata made airbag inflators. The latest action represents primarily a planned expansion of previously recalled vehicles to new geographic regions as the Michigan-based automotive giant explains, covering a total of 816,309 cars, including 654,695 in the U U.S. states and federalized countries, 161,174 in Canada. Included in this list are 2005 to 2009 and 2012 Ford Mustangs, 2005 to 2006 Ford GTs, 2006 to 2009 and 2012 Fusions, 2007 to 2009 Rangers and Edges, 2006 and 2009 plus 2012 Lincoln Zephyrs and Lincoln MKZs, 2007 to 2009 MKX and 2006 to 2009 Mercury Milan. Owners of these vehicles will be contacted by a manufacturer informing them of the issue and after an appointment will be made with the official dealer, technicians will replace the passenger frontal airbag inflator free of charge. Ford states that it's not aware of any injuries or deaths associated with this condition in the aforementioned cars. However, the dangerous airbag inflators, which are known to explode with excessive force in the event of a crash, have already claimed 16 deaths worldwide, worldwide and are responsible for more than 150 injuries. And now, Ford Moss Riding. Now, I'm not sure this is part of the same recall as, you know, the airbag players, but we'll get into it. It's only been 10 months since the Maserati started producing the Levante, but already the brand's debut crossover has been subjected to two recalls in the United States alone. Yeah, but there are other cars who, just after launch, have also been recalled almost like the very next day after, you know, going on sale, so it's not just Maserati. Barely over a month ago, the Levante was included alongside the Ghibli and Quattroporte in a brand-wide recall of nearly 7,500 vehicles over a problem with their reversing cameras. Now another 1,000 515 examples of just a luxury crossover being recalled due to a transmission glitch. 
According to the statement from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, the engine software in the 2017 Levante S may cause the transmission to shift to neutral or the engine to shut down when the vehicle is approximately 2 miles per hour. The issue is distinct from FCA's earlier recall of 1.1 million examples of the Chrysler 300 Dodge Charger Grand Cherokee over unexpected rollaway that was linked to the unintuitive electronic shifter. Yeah, no, that's just because people don't know how to work, work something completely new. It may be trickier than normal, but I'm telling you, I think a lot of that's down with driver error, human error, whatever you want to call it. The latest problem, however, was deemed to increase the risk of a crash, so Miles Body is calling them in. 1,500 examples of them, to be exact, which may not seem like a lot until you realize that accounts for every last example the company has made has sold in America so far. The S model is the higher end of the two versions of the Levante that Maserati offers in North America. It's distinguished from the base model principally by the more powerful version of the Trident brand's 3-liter twin-turbo V6, producing 424 horsepower and 428 pound-feet of torque instead of 345 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque in standard spec. Fortunately, this, like many other modern problems, is expected to be remedied by a simple software update. The, com the campaign is already underway, but if you're one of those 1,515 owners and have yet to take yours in for the reflash, best keep an eye on the transmission position indicator and be prepared to take remedial action. Facelifted Toyota Highlander earns top award from IIHS. Audi SQ8 on the cards. Tip to use SQ7's powertrain. BMW M4 CS is a toned down GTS and it's coming our way fast. So it's going to be like a sort of Dodge Viper TA. Away. Volkswagen could go after Honda Pilot with Atlas Pickup, exec says. But the Honda Pilot's not a pickup truck at all. I think what they might mean is the Honda Ridgeline with an Atlas Pickup rather than the Pilot. Tesla unleashes Ludicrous Plus, like you had to go any more, like you needed any more ludicrous speed. But anyway, they unleashed it for P100D flagship Tesla Model S's. That it might be for the Model X as well. Lexus is set to present longer 70 RX to tackle Volvo XC90 later this year. That'd be interesting, but Lexus is the... With Lexi, Lexus is whatever, design language, that may not be the best thing to do. Sergio Marcione now says Chrysler 200 and Dodge Dart were horrible investments. I beg to differ. What I say is, they didn't invest any money in them whatsoever. I mean, who remembers all those SEMA concepts that the Dart had? Did half of those parts come to market? No. At least not for Bopar themselves, okay? Crush 200, they, I mean, come on, two years. It only had a two-year lifespan. What kind of investment could they have done with that? I'm sorry, they didn't... He says they were horrible investments, but really they didn't do anything to help their, to help the Dart, to help either of the car's cases. They just, really, they just let them die. A lot of promises were made with the Dart, and they let them all die. They, they did not fulfill their promises. That's not the first time it's happened with any automaker, but it's such a shame, really. I mean, cow, we didn't even get that Dart SRT4, for Jesus sakes. Historic 1968 Chevrolet Camaro race car to be auctioned off. Porsche testing electrified powertrain on large crossover coupe-like mule. I, I say mule. Basically, it's it's a Porsche Panamera with all the, we'll say, future car powertrain and technology and whatever underneath the same body. And you can tell that, especially because it's a very, very lifted Panamera. Hotter Lamborghini Huracan 2 debut in Geneva could possibly be named the Papomante. It may not be the Superleggera just yet. However, it should be the Superleggera. More details on new Opel slash Vauxhall Insignia Grand Sports torque vectoring all-wheel drive in a long, well, probably long post. Porsche delivers over 237,000 vehicles to set new sales record. Oh wow, I've gone even over this time. Anyway, before we continue on, I hope you enjoyed this bit of the podcast, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303 dash 576 dash 
Hello, everyone. We are back for the last part of the podcast. Upcoming Jeep Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer to be revived as body-on-frame models. Now, that I find to be really, really rather interesting. Tesla hires ex-Apple head engineer for autopilot development. I think there was some saying going around that. Uh, when Tesla fires, Apple hires, and when Apple fires, Tesla hires, or some mess like that. And that seems to be coming, that seems to be a little bit truer than I thought. Holden Astro today and puts a fresh face on the Chevy Cruze down under. No, it's basically just a rebadged Chevrolet Cruze, and that's, that's about the extent of it. Malfun malfunctioning safety systems prompt U.S. recall of 135,000 Volkswagens. Man, and here I thought the recalls were over. That's more, I think this is the biggest amount of recalls. In one podcast, most amount of recalls in one podcast for a long time. Anyway, new Toyota Camry gets its 5.9 liter pushrod V8 for NASCAR. Yeah, it's just a NASCAR chassis with the new Camry body on top. By the way, have you seen the new Toyota Camry? I, I, it looks ugly as mess. I mean, the front end. Remember when I was saying I was excited for it because the rear, the rear roofline kind of looks like a Julia? Yeah, well, I'm not excited for it anymore. It looks incredibly ugly to me. The 2018 Subaru WRX STI is, thankfully, more of the same. Because having a new engine would... is, you know, worse. But, yeah, they did change the front end, well, front end, front end and interior. And I like what they did with the front end and the interior. The rear end, they didn't really do much with, but... Yeah, they made the front end a little bit more aggressive, which I think is a welcome change. Facebook and Mercedes-AMG GLA 45 with performance studio packages just being itself. Because we can. Audi posts record sales in 2016 at nearly 1.9 million units. Driver loses BMW in parking lot. Finds it six months later. Yeah, half a year later. And I think there is only two reasons why that happened. One, the driver's a moron and completely forgot where their car is. Two, their BMW was so boring, it blended in with all the other cars in the parking lot, and he couldn't find it for six months, because because gray, beige, and boring. That's why, I think. Audi Q8 concept is Audi's bigger take on its BMW XS and X6, sorry, and Mercedes GLE Coupe problem. Volkswagen Group defies Dieselgate with 10.3 million sales last year. Because people couldn't think of anything else to buy. New Mercedes-Benz E-Class e Coupe will have you lusting for more. Not me, though, because I don't like the little tiny pillar that they have on the rear window. If it didn't have that, it'd be com it'd be it, can it would be absolutely fine. But it does have that, so it's not in my case. Facelift the 2017 Volkswagen E-Golf hopes to gain favors in Detroit. Hold on, I want to check out the new uh, Holden Astra sedan. That's just a Chevrolet Cruze with a Holden badge on it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. The rear end looks exactly the same. The front end looks exactly the same. Yeah, it's still all terrible. Yay. And then let's read about the body on frameness of the new Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. Jeep's long rumored and finally, finally confirmed Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer models are going to be body on frame vehicles and not unibody like almost all other SUVs, according to Sergio Marchione. FCA's boss shared the news with reporters at the Detroit Auto Show on Monday, according to Auto News, confirming Jeep's plans to offer both the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer with a classic body-on-frame architecture. The new Jeep models will be manufactured at the Warren Trunk Assembly Plant in Detroit, which will be retooled accordingly. The decision of going with body-on-frame instead of unibody is a major switch in Jeep's plan, which up until now is indicating that they would go after premium models, like a $140,000 Range Rover. Instead of going after expensive and more established players in the market, Jeep's decision to use a body-on-frame for its future flagship means that it will likely go after Chevrolet and its prof profitable Tahoe family of models instead. After all, Marcioli has said in the past that he envied the profits GM made from its big SUVs. That means that a Jeep Grand Wagoneer will probably be priced closer to $100,000 and help the company sell it in higher volumes, at least in the U.S. market. So, anyway, that that is really interesting that they're going body on frame though that does, that does make me wonder if they're going to do any more body on frame or if they're going to have you know, a custom program where you design the body and we have a set of body on frame or chassis that you can use that, that would be cool but i'm not sure fca has the money to do that right now but yeah so i read it or we read it and basically there was no punches they were just going body on frame nothing totally special about that except for the fact that they might be going more towards with the, with the grand wagon here you know GMC, Denali's, and Escalades and stuff. 
But now, let's get into another recall that I really didn't foresee. Modern cars are slightly safer thanks to the widespread implementation of electronic aids like anti-lock brakes and electronic stability control, but they're only good when they actually, you know, work. That's why the Volkswagen Group is recalling over 135,000 vehicles in the United States alone. The recall notice posted by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, states that the ABS computer might fall, oh sorry, might fail when the ABS or ECSs are activated, possibly causing a loss of control, loss of vehicle control. Wait, 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 so what they're saying is, the recall notice posted by the NHTSA states that the ABS computer might fail when ABS or ECS are activated. So, essentially, the ABS slash ECS will fail when called upon. Wow. Not just fail outright before it's even needed, it'll fail when the time comes that someone's going to need the ABS. Wow. Man, that, geez. Why couldn't it have failed it before then? Or not fail at all? I mean, what's wrong with it not failing at all? That'd be bad news in some conditions. So Volkswagen is calling in certain 2009-2010 models. Included among them are examples of the Volkswagen Golf, including those badged as Rabbits and GTIs, Jetta and Jetta Sport Wagon, EOS and Audi A3s totaling an estimated 135,683 vehicles. Although a time frame for undertaking the recall is yet to be issued, rectifying the issue will involve testing and, where necessary, updating the software for the ABS control module. The last recall we saw of this size from Volkswagen, owning nothing to diesel emissions, was this past October, when the automaker recalled over 140,000 Audi crossovers along with another 140,000 vehicles due to various fuel leaks, which I remember, because that was probably the month of a lot of recalls. Skoda details revised Octavia and Octavia RS at official launch event. Alpine set to debut production-ready A120 Coupe in Monte Carlo this Sunday. I can't wait to see what that because that's that's going to be an Alfa Romeo 4C rival. Impossible. I wonder if it's going to be fast enough to really get the Focus RS a run for its money. And I hope they go rallying with it because again that'll be an Alpha 4C rival, maybe a Focus RS rival, and probably uh, an Abarth 124 Spider rival even though it'll probably have a lot more power. Mercedes Maybach SUV confirmed. Electrification is on the table. Yay. New Kia Stinger shows off its colors in Detroit, and if you don't know what the Kia Stinger is, you've been living under a rock. Or you've been living in a mountain in Colorado. Because you don't want to you don't want to go out in the snow or the cold. And are just waiting and it's just waiting for summer so you can go on your holiday trip to Maui. The Kia Stinger is Kia's idea of a performance sedan. That's right, they're getting into the performance market with a 365 horsepower sports sedan. Yeah, it has about as much power as a Charger RT, but that's not bad because it's going to be a lot lighter than a Charger RT. And you know what? It actually looks good. The thing is though, from the side it kind of just looks like a longer Kia Optima, but it's not. It is a rear-wheel drive, barge-storming animal. Not really. <laughs> well, we don't know. But, you know what? Kia is really making a name for itself. Now, I mean, everyone should remember that, you know, Kia was, they used to be pretty, yeah, just poor quality better. But, now they have a sports sedan. I want to see FCA make that sort of comeback, because that would be awesome. But, yeah, so, they have a 365 horsepower sports sedan going after BMWs, Alfa Romeos, which will probably go after the Giulia Beloits, which is just below the... Uh, the Quadrifiglio. 2018 Lexus LC500 files under the radar at NAIAS, which I think is Detroit Auto Show? I don't, I don't really know. Basically, it got no attention. Rin Speed Oasis concept is Detroit's ultimate oddity. Yeah. China's GAC. Yeah, terrible name. Moves closest to US entry. Shows trio of models in Detroit. That's right, we might get a Chinese automaker come to the US. Not sure the styling's gonna be on point, but hey, if it's good value for money, someone will buy them. And if they're not utterly cheap, but who knows. Mercedes AMG Hypercar has been baptized Project One. And if you haven't already connected the dots, I'll do it for you. If you abbreviate that, that would be P1. Not with the little not with the literal number one, but still, it would be P1. I think McLaren's gonna have a little word with Mercedes pretty soon. And considering they were already slightly sort of on bad terms, that may go south even faster. Mercedes to add a four-door sedan and an SUV to its compact model range. Next-gen Jeep Grand Cherokee may get Alfa Romeo underpinning. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't. And not for the sake that I don't like Alfa Romeo, but it's Jeep. It's supposed to be, you know, full off-road capability. Alfa Romeo's not that. I mean, they just aren't. They had made 
a Jeep like off-roader back in the 50s, but overall they're not that. So, yeah. Unless, you know, FCA optimized the chassis for it, then fine. Honda Civic Type R gains limited edition, or limited black edition, sorry, as a send-off in the UK. Because the new Type R is coming, and it's coming fast. Maybe. <laughs> Updated 2018 Jaguar F-Type revealed against new 400 Sport Launch Edition. Nothing real special. No, no, I'm kidding. The Jaguar F-Type S, I believe, is going away. But I believe the regular F-Type is getting in, uh, still getting a more powerful version. And the Jaguar F-Type or, yeah, F-Type R is going to be solely all-wheel drive now. Kind of a shame, but when the all-wheel drive came out, that's the only thing people bought. They didn't buy the rear-wheel drive one. So, you know, what can you do? Now, get this. Lamborghini sold a record 3,400 supercars in 2016. Not 34,000, 3,400. Now, you're probably laughing pretty hysterically right now and saying, Oh my gosh, that's a that's such a low number. Ha 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 Yeah, hold your horses, Jimmy. That may sound like a no low number, but when the very base price of pretty much all Lambo models right now is about 190,000, that, they basically made near enough, almost 3 million, even with just those sales, because that's I said, because the event store is like 300,000, the Venino was a concept that sold for a few million, the Centenario, or Centenario, is gonna go, might go on sale soon, for the insanely wealthy, and under-skilled, but, uh, the Lamborghini Aventador SV is about 500,000, so, yeah, like I said, that may sound like a no low number, but when their cheapest model starts at what is basically 200,000, that is actually, a, they've made a lot of money with such little sales, and, that, and that's because of brand image and brand name and whatever. No one cares about value anymore. The new Suzuki Swift looks like it would make a cool race car, and I absolutely agree Let's make the, the, the Swift, the, I don't want to say the Swift Cup, because that, eh, that's not a very good name. The, the, the Swift Superpalooza, that, that'd be a funny name for a racing series, but I'd watch it. Hilarious shuts down Victory Motorcycles to focus on Indian, for reasons. FBI arrests Volkswagen executive over diesel emissions scandal. Audi turns up the wick with the 349 horsepower SQ5, because sports, sport SUV, sport compact, SUVs, whatever. New Volkswagen Atlas to start around thirty thousand and to top at top out at forty eight thousand. Context is needed, I know. A Dodge Durango starts. I think its base is either twenty six thousand or twenty eight thousand. Grand Cherokee is about somewhere. I think it's near that. It might be even cheaper, but both top out at about fifty grand with all options. So yeah, two thousand seventeen will be the end of the line for the Chevrolet SS. The Chevrolet SS is basically, sorry, it's just a Holden Commodore, but sold in America, and that's about it. BMW puts a price on new 2018 530e and M550i X-Drive in the U.S., and undoubtedly, it'll be over 80 grand. The, five, the 530e is probably going to be even more expensive, because it's a, yeah, because it's a hybrid. GMC step up their game with all new 2018 terrain crossover, and it actually doesn't look all that bad. That's coming for me, and I'm not the biggest fan of GM. 2018 Subaru WRX and WRX STI look the same, but are more capable, because they also got bigger brakes, outside of other things. 2018 Genesis G80 Sport is oh so tempting in red, and you know what? I agree, Genesis have done, they've been doing a really good job on design. New Volkswagen ID Buzz concept will hopefully morph into reborn electric microbus. I kind of hope not, because I honestly think Volkswagen may just ruin it. 2018 Chevrolet Traverse is sized right to hit the three-row SUV bullseye. Infinity QX50 concept is such a production car tease. It's it's right there on becoming a production car. Just oh, so close. US-bound 2018 Volkswagen Tiguan grows in size, becomes a seven-seater. That's right. Volkswagen has made their own version of a Dodge Journey, something Dodge did many many moons ago, back almost ten years ago now. Nissan's V-Motion 2.0 study looks even more impressive in person, and will probably become the next Altima, actually. And if it does, that might be the first modern Nissan that I actually like to look at. Volkswagen Arterion or er, coming stateside next year to replace the CC. And that also looks really, really good, and I'm excited to see that come to production. 
354 horsepower second gen Audi S5 Cabriolet swings by Detroit. I used to have the first gen version, but uh, in yellow, and ironically it was convertible, but it was the RS4. Oh wait, no. Was it the S5? No, I think it was the... You know, no, 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 it was the RS4 convertible. My bad. Hyundai 2017 Detroit booth features full Ionic range and Madden NFL's 2017 game video thing. I don't know. I don't really follow sport, sports-related video games like that. Faced with the 2017 Mercedes-AMG GT comes to Detroit to pick a fight with Porsche. They're going to go around in the back alley and get to beer bottles and swing them over the head of each other and both will be knocked out. But yeah, that, that's what they're doing. Revised 2018 Ford F-150 shows up smarter, safer, and more capable in Detroit. Also, I'm not slightly uglier, I would say. it's, And of course, it's just personal opinion. If you like it, that's fine. That's brilliant. But I'm some of the grill options they have actually do look pretty good. But some of the other ones, I think, should be subject to change. But A new dedicated Honda Hybrid model is coming in 2018. UX concept is Lexus's vision for a luxury small SUV. Mercedes designer says hybrid hypercar is perfect. Oh, by the way, forgot to mention, the new 2018 Camry actually focuses on driving dynamics more than all the other ones ever did. Even though it still looks uglier. But hey, it might be a step in the right direction. Maybe Toyota has finally realized that a regular car doesn't have to be boring. Something Dodge already learned back in the 90s when they did the Neon. I'm not trying to pick a fighter like Mercedes are, but I'm just saying... Kind of about time. Honda's all-new 2018 Odyssey minivan arrives in Detroit. And the front end's proportions sort of look a little bit like the Chrysler Pacifica, I have to say. But you know what? It doesn't look all that bad. It looks a little... It does look better than the last one, but... Personally, I think I'd still take the Pacifica over it. I'd probably take the Kia Sedona over the Odyssey, actually. Oh, dear, I am way over the time. Anyway, thank you all for listening to probably one of the longest podcasts I've made in a while. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you all for 87 followers. It's probably more by now. In 2,025 downloads, it's been a, it's been an incredible journey from March till now. And hey, March is coming out, so that'll be almost a year of me podcasting. Of me being, of me being informative, funny, and, and Xavier taking over my podcast. I still get nightmares from that. Anyway, thank you all for listening, watching, sharing, and following this podcast. And I will see you all next week. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash viper for life acr be sure to get cody's books on amazon at www.amazon.com slash cody dash wagner slash e slash capital b zero one nine capital k capital x seven two capital z eight if you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.